0: Hello and welcome to the From Lost to Light podcast and this is Angie and I'm here with my wonderful co-host Michelle. Hey Angie, how's it going today? Good, very very good. The weather is absolutely amazing for Nebraska, Iowa. Yeah,
1: 67, 68 <laughs> degrees I know, today.
0: I know, November and ramber I know, I know it's crazy. And we have a very special guest in house, Kathy Fox. Hi Kathy. Wow. Welcome. Me. Yes, we're happy to have you. We are so happy. I had met Kathy I don't even remember what year it was anymore, but for many, many years ago when she was at a local grief group that we would go to, my daughter and I, and so... Was
1: that the teddy bear hollow?
0: Yes, then grief's journey, and then now it's like a collective Collective hope, yeah. And so Kathy was the... What were you the... I was the
2: program director and then director of operations. (laughs) Okay, I I knew it kind of had changed
0: a little (laughs) bit, but... And then, you know, just throughout the the years even, Kathy has just been such a strong person in my life just with guidance and everything that I've needed through loss. And she helped us out in a really tough situation when my daughter was, I think she was just turned 14 when she had a friend that died by suicide. And so Um, Kathy and another cohort, Kay, came in and really helped us talk to the kids on the volleyball team about that. So it's just been I mean, I adore you, Kathy. So um, I'll
2: write back at you. Thank you.
1: I've been hearing lots of great things. So,
0: Michelle, what's new on that book front?
1: Well, finally got my uh, audio book published on Amazon Audio.
0: Okay, Audible.
1: And so that went live. It was narrated by Alyssa Branch. She very talented actress, drama, theater, yeah. voiceover, it just sounds wonderful. I couldn't have done it myself. It's too emotional for me to sit there and read it. But she was able, with her theatrical background, to put the change the characters as she was reading it to the needs of what she was reading. She, she was able to put it all together, and it just turned out beautiful. I couldn't be any more grateful. She's a friend of my late husband's brother John Cowan in Oklahoma and they she just did a fabulous fabulous job I'm all
0: excited oh that's so exciting I, I mean I listened just a part a snippet you shared yeah. with me and I was like wow <laughs> she has a voice doesn't she she? Does. she really really does yeah
1: so you know I I had a goal when I started to have an ebook and paperback and hardback and large print and audible and I got those all done now. Who knows what I'm going to do next? (laughs) I have a suspicion,
0: but we'll we'll share that some other time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Angie, we're approaching the holidays, and that's the topic today. And with your Butterflies and Halos uh, stationery shop on Etsy, I know you've been creative creating holiday-related cards. Yes,
0: yes, I have. You want to share about that? Yeah, so I have probably, let me see, I have probably 12 holiday cards that are geared towards grief in the holidays. I have a simple one that's thinking of you. And then it just, you know, kind of has the pretty holiday images. But basically, they are geared towards sending out a card to your friend. My whole purpose is I know everybody has well, good intentions of sending out a family portrait of the holidays to everybody on their Christmas list. But if you have that one friend that maybe has lost someone this year, maybe think about buying them a separate card and sending that and forego sending them that because, you know, they just might not have the empathy or desire to see that.
1: Right. It can be very, very painful. I I do remember that happening the first holiday and getting all those greeting cards and can do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard. So, I have them on my I have my Etsy shop or I have my Shopify store, it's butterfliesandhalos.com, and I've been posting them on my Instagram as well, all the images, so you can that's at @butterfliesandhalos and and if you listen to the podcast, uh, you always get podcast 15, so 15% off by using that code, but I have some amazing cards and I was just at an event on Monday night, actually, at the Hilton in Omaha. And it was for the symposium for state farm agents and very well received. And a lot of people bought cards for the holidays for friends that they knew that were going through some tough times. And they just are cards that are just more than thinking of you. They are just really just sharing the hope and that they're acknowledging their grief and that they are there for them. So, yes, they're wonderful.
1: Well, and I'd like to offer going into the holidays, my book, Better Not Bitter, is uh, a journey from heartache to healing. And, um, you know, it, it showcased the process I went through to, to find my light after loss and, and the healing and if it would make a great gift for somebody over the holidays and if somebody is interested in buying one for a gift or something like that i'd like to offer a 15 percent discount so just reach out to me on my facebook page author michelle cowan m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-c-o-w-a-n just send me a private message and i'll get back to you and get it off in the mail to you.
0: Yes, and I will definitely link that on there so people know so they make sure they get that right, but I will link that in our show notes. So Perfect. Thanks, Yes, so let's get started. So, Kathy, so we are going to, our discussion today is going to be about grief in the holidays, and we all know no matter what kind of losses we go through, the holidays just hit harder. And so, Kathy, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and who you are
2: and how you've become to be such an expert on grief. <laughs> well, don't don't set me too high on that pedestal quite yet. Yes. But yeah, so I my background's in social work and I currently teach in the social work program at Creighton. And up until I moved to Creighton. I spent over 10 years working in the field of grief and loss, and so I've worked with countless families like Angie's just trying to provide support to kids, teens, and adults after a death and while dealing with a serious illness or injury. I'm very grateful that I still get to continue that work. I still provide grief support to my students at the university. I still get to teach them to become supportive professionals in the future. And so this is just a, this is such a area that has been a calling for me, I would say.
1: Yeah. That's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. 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 Creighton's kind of, Creighton University is very close to my heart. My late husband, Joe, graduated from there. And then my daughter, she also graduated from Creighton's Hyder School of Business.
2: Lovely. Yeah. No yeah. And in fact, in my <laughs> book,
1: in my book, we talk about Creighton in there because... Awesome when my daughter was going around looking at colleges uh-huh. she went to visit Creighton University and the professor asked her if she knew Joe Cowan and she's like yeah that's that was my dad and he said well i had him as a student and we had a mass for him at creighton mm-hmm. we didn't know at the time you know but it was pretty cool, and yeah. she just looked at me, and she said, Mom, that's my sign, yeah, going to Creighton. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Great experience. Yeah, right. and, you know, Creighton and Iowa played last night in basketball. They did. Um, and Creighton pulled it out. It was a great game. <laughs> Way too late. I'm not sure why it started at 9 p.m., but. <laughs> no, 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 not really. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, but anyways. Yeah, um, anyhow. So yeah. as we go into the conversation, Michelle, what was it like for you after your first holiday, after Joe had died.
1: Yeah, Angie, Joe had died on March 30th. So you know, as well as I know, that first period of time is just like a blur. You know, we went through, you know, my birthday, his birthday, different things. But when we got to that first holiday, the big holidays, mostly Christmas, because our anniversary was three days later. Mm That first one was very rough. I did not want to be present. It was hard. Our daughter was 16 at the time by then, and I knew I needed to be there for her. But in hindsight, we had a big snowstorm that year, and so we yes. were not able to leave.
0: I remember that. To go back. it was the same year Jack yeah. jacket died a month yeah. prior to Joe. So. Yeah.
1: And so we were stuck in our house in Council Bluffs without family. Yes. And in the end, I didn't really care because oh, it, it felt better to not be around everybody.
2: Yeah. A little blessing in
0: disguise. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it was. really, really was. So you know, and it's, yeah. It's, about it's, yours. I forgot that. I mean, I didn't forget, but when you said that, I mean, I just, I'm, oh yeah, because Jack and Joe died the same year. But yeah, that first, we, w- we lived on a farm. Gracie and I and Jack had lived there. And I just remember we, my dad lived in town just about two miles away. So with we that, well, we'll go. And then somebody had called and said, Angie, you know, the roads are getting drifted over. So you guys better go home now. So we're like, okay. So I got home and it was awful. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't even have an exact word for it, but it was just so lonely. And I remember, cause I was, I, I I was still, was I still keeping up with Jack's carrying bridge? I'm not sure. But I, I know I journaled about it, but it was just Gracie. We both woke up the next morning sick as well, like with a stomach bug. But I just remember we were shut in for two to three days because where we lived, plows came to us last and it was just awful. And I remember Gracie saying that this was the worst Christmas in our life and she's six, you know, and I was heartbroken and I mean it was just awful. It was awful. And
1: I don't even remember I don't think I put a tree up or anything.
0: I was just so out of it. Yeah, I think we did. I think my I think people made me or something. Cause I remember a tree being up, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, some of that's just kind of blurry, but I do remember the feeling of just awful loneliness. Despair. hmm yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm curious from the two of you. I hear a lot from people that I've worked with that year one is hard, year two is even harder. How was that for you two?
1: Year two was hard. I think the reality had set in. Mm-hmm. and But we were doing stuff with dram shop law in Nebraska, so we had kind of shelved our grief. Mm-hmm. My daughter and I did to a degree. Mm-hmm. And so I think after we kind of put the plug on that, Then it really hit me. Mm -hmm. But two was worse than one. One was just,
0: I don't know. I think I was in shock for months. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're too... It was just so weird because, you know, with Garrett dying, it was... Yeah, what t- impossible?
1: What time of the year was Garrett? Well,
0: he died in June, June. so it would have been six months after Garrett died that mm-hmm. you know Christmas and the major holidays would have happened. But it was just, I mean, I didn't want to do anything. I remember Thanksgiving. We had always had it at our house, and my family was like, "We're still going to have it at your house. We'll do everything." and they they put up our tree, my brother and Jack put up the tree, and then our family all decorated it just so we could have a tree up and do that, which it was great. And then for me, I, I was kind of just coming out of a fog a little bit, you know, and then we just decided as a whole family to adopt a family that was about the, that they would have had a son the same age as Garrett. Mm-hmm. And I continued to do that throughout my time just because I was, whatever age Garrett would have been, we were going to adopt a family that had Mm -hmm. a child the same age as Garrett. So I could actually feel like I'm buying gifts for my son, in a sense. You know,
1: I remember now that we, Anna, my daughter, AJ and I, we went out and bought a little girl's and a little boy's bicycle. And we took it to one of the TV stations that was having like a toy drive uh-huh. I don't remember what which one it was in Omaha because Joe was a lover of bike riding Yeah, and so we started that and we did that for several years yeah where we would donate a bike to
0: that in his mm-hmm. honor but, yeah yeah that's yeah. yes yeah
2: I mean not that anything makes the holidays easier but I do think that when you can do those new traditions and find something meaningful that I think that just makes such a a helpful impact for you in your grief. Yeah. Because yeah. you know that the traditions are, you weren't able to buy those presents for your son anymore. Exactly. You know, one thing I did start that year mm-hmm.
1: was I, I, I like the willow tree ornaments and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. figurines. I started a collection of the yearly widow or willow tree ornaments the first Christmas that Joe wasn't there. And I've kept it up all these years. And In fact, I have enough now that I have a pretty good looking
2: <laughs> nice willow tree <laughs> <laughs> ornament
1: collection on just that tree. And, you know, when I was putting it up recently, because we're um, going to have uh, open house at, at our house for a fundraiser. But anyway, I remember like, placing each one and looking at the day and thinking, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you say mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's exactly, it It shows my growth. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was a special, small, little, meaningful thing that you, you were able to do.
1: Right. And you know, I have a kind of a strange, you know, those coincidences mm-hmm. or God winks. I remember one year I was kind of late getting one and I couldn't find it anywhere. You know, I was searching all over and I was about ready to give up. And then I went into this one store after Christmas and and I found one, Aww. and it was actually Aww. on our anniversary for that Christmas. They, they had one left over, and wow. I was like, "Wow, wow. you know, and yep. it was on our wedding anniversary, so I, re- I remember that year that was kind of special. Yeah. Nice.
0: yeah, so Kathy, going into the holidays, what what kind of advice or suggestions or anything would you start off giving to mm-hmm. somebody grieving?
2: I think I could sum it all up with being having intention. I think making some of those decisions, knowing it's going to be tough, what can I do with intention to ease the responsibilities on my plate, whether it's having someone come decorate my tree, knowing that I do still want that set up, or saying, yes, I still want to have people celebrate at my house, but I'm going to need help. We're saying, I'm not going to celebrate at all the same way that we used to, but making those decisions with intention. I've found a lot of times when people don't plan ahead with thinking about that, that's when you see more of the struggle. Just because it is easy to avoid. It's more comfortable to avoid, but we know that it's still going to be there and it's still going to come. And so I would rather think ahead now, what, what do I want my Thanksgiving to look like? What do I want New Year's to look like? Christmas, Hanukkah any of those family traditions, and not have it take me by surprise.
0: Yeah, I like
1: that. I agree. And sometimes with a lot of dates that are important, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, the lead-up is worse Oh yeah, than the actual day.
2: I would agree, yeah. And I think a lot of times our bodies know it, even when our minds don't. Yes, and it I, agree. yes I agree. I agree. And
0: actually, I just had this conversation, because last week— I was just kind of really down and out, you know, and I, it still surprises me today because I don't know why it should, but I mean, I'm 17 years out from Garrett dying and I'm almost 15 years out from Jack and my brother Seth dying. And last week I just, I got, I was really weepy and like I would wake up in the morning and I had no energy or mindset to do what I needed to do that day. And I would wake up teary eyed, you know, so I'd sit there with my dog and have coffee and talk to Emmy about it. (laughs) That's my dog. And, you know, but I, I didn't really realize it. And then, you know, I would just post a couple of uh, inspirational quotes or something. And so then uh, one of my friends reached out and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know, no, I'm not, you know, and I said I'm just really sad. And I said I think it's because of the upcoming holidays mm-hmm. coming and I said, you know, I've always been one like you just said, it's the the anticipation of it and it coming up without me even realizing it. You know, mm-hmm. my body my body's just reacting that way and you know, I went through the weekend and I was just still not myself, but then, you know, Sunday I just started kind of being okay again mm-hmm. and I guess that's just normal response yeah. still. Yeah.
1: The ebb and flow of grief. Sure yeah.
2: Is. <laughs> yeah. But I think even like knowing, we know that the holidays are coming. We know there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we're, we've been bombarded with commercials and things in the stores for months now already yeah. is then knowing, okay, I'm going to have to be more intentional with my self-care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be gentle with myself. I'm going to have to start, you know, doing more of those things that are actually helpful for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. What are your top suggestions for self-care? Mm-hmm.
2: So my students know I like to lecture about the difference between self-care and self-indulgence. As much as I you know, love my bubble baths and massages, that's not actually self-care. To me, self-care is work. It's going to take effort. And so I would say some things, especially when I think about the holidays, to keep in mind is... We. This is a time that you are faced with more self-indulgence. So I think about things like shopping, food, alcohol, all of those things that may bring us immediate comfort, but actually don't really resolve the pain. So I think a lot of times that self-care is, are things like saying no, setting boundaries, limiting yourself. The fact that like you just shared, Angie, how honest and open you were with your friend when they reached out. Yeah. That's self-care. Yeah. It would be so easy to be like, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's yeah. OK. But to have those people that you do trust and know you and that you can open up to, I think, are, is another important way of self-care. Seeing therapist, counselor, support group, whatever that looks like for you. And then also, I would say for people especially who may not be someone who likes to talk or emotional, maybe you feel a lot of your grief in your body take care of your body, eat, drink your water, Water. do physical activity, whatever that looks like to get that energy moving out of your body, because not everyone finds comfort in being able to talk to someone.
1: Those are really great. Thanks for sharing those. I think one topic that was really hard, and Angie, I know, is going to understand when I say this, as a parent, Mm -hmm. when you have a child and you're both grieving. Mm -hmm. Parent, we need to be the parent first, but we also Mm -hmm. need to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you have advice for those widows or widowers out there that are grieving with the holidays coming up Mm -hmm. and they have young children, minors, Mm -hmm. that they are tasked to take care of Mm -hmm. because they're their parent, but how do they go through that?
2: I think that's such a hard part with the holidays, too, because you want to keep that magic and that those special memories alive for your children and know that you're grieving yourself and you may be in a space that you don't have the energy to do that or desire to do that anymore. I am a huge advocate of being open with your children and having conversations. And I think it, this is a great time to say, what do you want? holidays to look like right now what would be special and meaningful for you what's a special memory that you have of your parent or the person who died that we could incorporate in or is there something that would be helpful that we could do as a pay it forward so getting the I think getting the kids input is huge because they may also be trying to protect you which I see a lot
1: yeah I'm sure you do and I yeah my daughter was a teenager and I, I don't think she probably grieved like she should have because she was worried about mom mm-hmm but I was worried about her, so yeah. we were in a
0: vicious cycle. And then it cycle. just, beca-
2: I was going to say, it just becomes this dance, right? In yeah. the house where you're just avoiding anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really yeah. Is. For me, you know, Gracie was six, and so she was six and then turned seven by Christmas. But we just really, you know, we did talk about a lot of it, and I just remember I did do that, you know, like, what do you, what do you want to do differently, you know? Do you... Do you want to leave? Do you want to go on vacation? Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, at that time we were just kind of like, no, because we felt that being around our family would have been best. But, uh, but just, yeah, what kind of new ritual should we do? And that was probably the biggest thing is just asking her, like, what new things you wanted to do and, you know, how do we incorporate it? And she loved, we, you know, we continued on with buying gifts for, you know, adopting families. And even after Jack had died, we did that. And, she loved it she loved going shopping for the other kids Mm -hmm. that needed it and we she loved we were able to meet those families and take them their gifts and I mean she she loved it Mm -hmm.
2: and what a special way for her to honor her dad and her brother and to like still create that magic
0: yes 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 it was and you know um I think and I remember too I like with me because I couldn't do some of that, I would have other people buy gifts for Gracie, you know, Mm -hmm. just because I'm like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But for some reason in my mind, I could go out and buy gifts for for mm -hmm. somebody else, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird thing thinking Mm -hmm. about that. Well, you probably
2: had memories of buying those gifts with your husband for Gracie. Yeah,
0: yeah, probably. Well, and
2: you bring up such a good point, I was going to say too, with that self-care is asking for help. And so that's a great way that you can still do something, keep it special for your kids, but to say, I'm gonna need help, can you do X, Y, and Z? Can you write a special card with a special memory of their mom or their dad or whoever yeah. um to share with them for Christmas or the holidays? Yeah, that's what I love. That's what I was telling some of those girls at that
0: symposium I did the other night. And I was just like, if you don't know what to say, I said, I've done the legwork for you. Here's this card, it's all written. All you have to do is say, I love you. Angie, you know, or whatever it is. And you don't have to say anything else inside if you don't have the words because I've done the legwork. It's written all on the front of the card and stick a gift card in there if you want for Mm. a cup of coffee, a cup of tea or something, you know.
1: I remember that first Christmas, I was always a big, I came from a big Catholic family, farm family. Christmas was always a huge thing and my mom would make lots of cookies and goodies. And so as I created my own family, I did the same thing. You know, we would always have a bunch of holiday baking and give out cookie trays to our friends and stuff like that. I did not feel like baking any cookies (laughs) out here. Because actually, Joe was like the biggest cookie monster around. He he loved his cookies. So, I was thankful that a friend thought of us and brought us a goodie tray with goodies that she knew I usually made, because I didn't make any, but on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. That day she brought it over, and it was just a beautiful gesture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that might be something that somebody could do for somebody that has a a recent loss or is going through that first holiday. If you know that there's traditions that they do, you know, put the tree up, stuff like that, bake the cookies. Maybe, you know, you could step in and surprise them too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm a huge fan too for those who are listening, who are supporting a friend who's grieving of saying, I can do X, Y, and Z. I can sit with you when we go to your kid's holiday concert at school. I can come over and help decorate the Christmas tree. I can go hang up the lights outside. I can shovel your driveway. And to give those like specific examples of things that they could be helpful with. Right, right.
1: And I know that's always appreciated, especially when you're trying to navigate being the single head hold, you know, the head of the household. Yeah. And you're trying to figure all that stuff out now, mm-hmm. especially the stuff that the other spouse would have normally done. Mm-hmm. That always was, I appreciated that probably more than anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for me, yeah, it was definitely a lot of the specifics. When you say like the holiday, I remember I, I was surrounded by people that said, I'll go to Gracie's, you know, holiday concert yeah. with you. I'll do this, you know. So that was always well appreciated. And, you know, I was, when you talked about that, just even being there for the griever, I remember one of my friends, her brother had died after the holidays in January, actually, and she still had not taken down her Christmas tree or anything. Mm-hmm. And... I was, I was like, I'll come down and take down your Christmas tree because she was going to be doing it right then. And then her brother had died. And I said, I'll come over and I'll take down your Christmas tree and do everything, you know. And that was just the biggest help. And, I mean, she remembered it because then next year because I was like, she's very particular yeah. where she, how she puts things away. And I was like, I'm sure this is not how organized you probably are, but it's a way. Right. And she, the, I remember that next Christmas, she was like, Angie, she goes, you did such a great job. Putting the, she's like, I was able to find the ornaments. Exactly. You <laughs> know, so you now. I know.
1: <laughs> every year she's yeah. going to remember that you came and
0: uh, uh-huh. She, she does. She yeah. does. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, so even stuff like that, you know, don't, It's not like even leading up to the holidays, like we're talking about even, but it's after the holidays. So say you do get that tree up, you know, say you have that power in you to do that. What about afterwards? What about afterwards? What are you going to do after? How are you going to clean up the holiday mess, you know, that... Is around your house and And that's not under
2: normal circumstances, exactly
1: (laughs) right. Because usually there's a letdown after the holidays for some people, you know, all the excitement and all that. And then when you're going through the loss, yeah, it's even deeper. It is, Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: for Mm -hmm. sure, for sure. Well, and I think too, I know we've talked about when there are surviving children, but I think too, so much about you know, examples like yours, Angie, where you have a child that dies and that loses some of the the specialness of the holidays for you as well in that regard. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. It's
0: I will say even today, the magic of Christmas is really it's I don't have a lot of it there. I, I could really honestly go away for two weeks during the Christmas holidays. Now Thanksgiving is still my favorite holiday. I love it. Um, cause I think there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of pressure. You have a lot more, a lot more gratitude with Thanksgiving, you know, and you're with your family. There's, there's no gifts involved. There's nothing. It's just being mm-hmm. together. And I think there's a lot more ways to be thankful for what you have or even what you had. And then for me, like I said, yeah, I've lost a lot of magic with the Christmas mm-hmm. and I just, I, I still struggle with it, you know, without having Garrett there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I do want to say too, when you talk about enjoying Thanksgiving or at least not feeling that same emotion, one of the things that I think is important, I, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong feelings when it comes to grief. And of course, it, it is absolutely okay to be sad. It's also okay to be angry and mad during mm-hmm. the holidays. Yep. And it's also okay to be happy and enjoy them. Because I do think sometimes people think I should be feeling a certain way. I should be feeling more sad. But maybe those holidays have special meaning to you too. And that actually is bringing you more joy than a month or two ago.
0: Yeah, I agree. That is I. That is my favorite thing of all, just to, to make sure people know it is still okay to be happy. Mm-hmm. And let yourself just feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah um
1: while we're talking about the holidays can we just touch base with maybe advice for those that in in past holidays they you know had to do like all the Christmas shopping buying gifts maybe for others and that becomes a more of a burden now yeah how could somebody get out of like uh, somebody else's tradition that they participated in?
2: Well, I'm a huge advocate of simplifying where you can and knowing that every family's dynamics and individual's dynamics are different. Saying no or saying I can do this, this, and this, but not this, I think is helpful. You know, when I think about simplifying, I'm even thinking about things like, okay, there's bake sales or something going on now. Do I have to bake All of the cookies and treats from scratch, or can I just go pick them up from the grocery store and simplify my life in that way? Mm -hmm. Do you have to send the the picture with the letter and everything typed out, or can you get by with not doing that this year? Or if you really feel like you need to do it this year, do you have to include a whole letter and picture? Can you just do a general card? So finding ways that you can just simplify that some. And again, I think it's it, it is absolutely okay to tell people like I. Don't have the capacity for this anymore. One of my favorite little quotes with that is "No is a complete sentence." You don't owe those explanations.
0: I, I love, love that. that too. I've used "No" a lot. Uh-huh. You know
2: what?
1: That'd be a good card for you to create. "No" is
0: a complete <laughs> there sentence. There you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm writing that one down, Kathy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we always get ideas. Well, I always think that we feel like we have to. We owe everyone explanations and you know, there's also that glory in running ourselves down sometimes. I don't know. I just think there's so much comparison. And, and we're always like, you know, I'm so busy. And the more busy we are, the better we're doing. And that's not necessarily the case. It's okay to simplify.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was going to ask you too, Kathy, about the, and maybe we touched a little bit about this, but like other traditions or things, ways we can honor our Mm -hmm. loved ones during the holidays.
2: So I'm a huge fan of keeping special traditions from the person who died that are important to you and incorporating new ones. I love paying it forward. So like your example of adopting a family or maybe picking a day to go do service together as a family. One thing that my family has done, we experienced a couple of deaths, both close to the holidays. And so we, every year, get, we call it our Papa and Ellie gift for the kids. So we pick out gifts that we think their Papa and their cousin would have bought for them and give them those for Christmas. So it's just a special way for us to keep those traditions alive. Special treats or foods, you know, using grandma's recipe that she used to bake and making sure that one of us does that every year. I think all of those are some special ways that you can just do small things to add into the holidays.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm always, I try to te- tell people that it doesn't have to be big, you know, no. if you, if you're not financially, cause you know, if loss happens or death happens when, you know, you might be financially, you know, struggling for people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with, Today's economy, anyways, you know, a lot of people are strapped differently, but it doesn't have to always come in a financial form. You don't have to, you know, pay it forward, but I do love to try to do that. But even simply, like you said, making grandma's recipe, or, you know, our biggest thing is, you know, we light a candle or, you know, we have that one special ornament and, or we write special things about our loved ones that are gone, you know, and we, you know, we keep those or we read them out loud or we, you know, we do things like mm-hmm. that that don't cost a lot. Yep. My
1: my, oh, my mm-hmm. extended family, my side, uh, my nephew's always really good. He brings candles and he has a little name on each candle for mm-hmm. all of the members in the family that have passed. And he always burns them when we get together on Christmas, which is, A wonderful little tradition that he started. I like that.
2: I was going to say, even think about, you know, things like music and movies that are special during this time of year, just sharing some of those memories. One of the family members in, in our family that died... When she died as a child, she loved Christmas, and her birthday is November sixteenth, and so that's the year that the family decorates for Christmas, just as a special way oh. to, you know, tie in all of that together. Oh, I like that. That's, that's neat. A, that's a great so, idea. Yeah, it doesn't have to cost.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to financial, you know, out of it. There's so many different ways to honor our loved ones during the holidays. Mm-hmm. There really is. Yeah. yeah. And I
2: think I, I would go back to what I said initially of that being intentional and thinking about what would be helpful and meaningful to us and, and making that intention. I just would like, I know we're kind of
1: going to be wrapping up here. We've, you know, we have a little bit of time left, but are there any programs that either of you know in the Council us or Omaha area for people that are grieving during the holidays? that they could participate in?
2: Yeah. So Collective for Hope, which we mentioned earlier, is a local nonprofit. And so they do offer what they call tinsel and tears, which is an opportunity for families to come together around the holidays. And they do a bunch of different uh, craft activities for children and adult caregivers to remember the person who died. That was actually my first interaction with the organization before I started working with them. And I highly recommend it. It was a life-changing experience for me.
1: Is it like a weekly thing for so many weeks? Nope. This one, one is
2: time? just a one-time thing. So, which is nice because A, holidays are busy. And also I think it makes it feel a little easier that maybe you could go try it for one time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we did that a couple times
0: and it was, I loved it too. Yeah. We, we made some amazing crafts and we still, I still have, one of the ornaments that Gracie made yeah. the first year she had went and I still have it I still put it on my tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean that was I think when Garrett had died so that would have been you know 17 years ago and it's just yeah I still yeah. have it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I know there's some churches in the community that have special programs for remembering loved ones. So people could check with their churches or mm-hmm. other churches in the area to see if they have any programs specific for grief in the holiday time yep. and while i'm talking about churches that i'm going to springboard into kind of faith mm-hmm. because when you're grieving part of the grief process is the anger mm-hmm. and some people really do get upset with god mm-hmm. and with the holidays uh being a religious holiday you know and mass mm-hmm. and stuff like that at different churches i found it hard to go that first year and after that it got a little bit easier around the holidays do you have any advice for people that are struggling
2: well I think first and foremost it's okay whatever you're feeling or experiencing is okay and just like you have the emotional changes and the physical changes spiritual is one of those as well some people may find more comfort going and that is okay and some people like you described may say this is too much it's too hard it's not bringing comfort and that is also okay so if spirituality and religion is still a big part of your life and it doesn't feel comforting or supportive to go to your typical services or places of worship maybe try a new one maybe try a a smaller community sometimes i know that holiday services can be really overwhelming with lots of people I, I think a lot of it
1: for me was all the music. I would uh-huh. just sob,
0: uh-huh.
1: You know, during masses, when the minute they started singing, I was just the
0: tears would just be rolling down. I my still cheeks. cry when we go to Christmas Eve service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Gracie and my husband, Chance, are now they're like, look at me and they look at each other and they're just kinda roll their eyes. I'm like, just stop. It's,
2: it's okay. okay. It's, it's okay. Like- <laughs> just let me cry at church. And sometimes <laughs> it feels good to get those tears out. I know. <laughs> well, and my other thing I always tell people is it's not all or nothing. You can give yourself permission to try going and staying for 10 minutes and then leaving and that's okay. You don't have to Good say like I'm point. all in or I'm all out. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. That's that's very true. I have
1: been known to get up at mm-hmm. communion time if I'm struggling.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and leave.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Kathy, is there anything that else you'd like to add that maybe we haven't touched base on or
2: to circle back to Two resources, I did want to just say for those maybe living outside of like the Omaha Council Bluffs area who do have children, the National Alliance for Children's Grief is a great resource. If you go to their website, which is nacg.org. They do have a page where you can find programs and other opportunities throughout the country. And Children's Grief Awareness Day is coming up um, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow the sixteenth. Yeah, Yeah. well,
0: and this will be aired after that, but I will. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too. So that's great. But yeah, always being aware. I love all those days. You know, all the awareness days and all that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it really does bring that to the forefront. And I. For me and my social media platform that I'm on with butterflies and halos, I follow and then follow by a lot of people that have had tremendous losses and have created different, you know, visions of whatever it is. And it's pretty amazing how people honor their children that yeah. have died or their any other yeah. people. And I do I do really appreciate people being aware of what that day means. Yeah.
2: I think the other thing that I think about, too, that I would just give as a tip to folks who are grieving and are feeling a little nervous about facing this holiday season, because at least in my world, there's a lot of events and things that you have to go to. If you can ask a friend or family member or someone that could either attend with you as like a buffer or that would be available via phone if they're not able to come, I would say again, with those things, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, if you have a work party that you're supposed to go to, you can gracefully bow out or maybe bring someone with you who can be a, a supportive person with you too. Yeah. great right? Reminder. Sure.
0: Yeah. And then I know we said, do you, did you
2: bring a quote or? Well, so I went a little different and I have a song. Okay. So music for me is huge with emotions and grief. And I have lots of ones that remind me of special people for memories. But in general, one that I love is Good Grief by Bastille. Okay. Yes. And I know that one. I just love it. I think the message is great. It's it's this like dichotomy of emotion and grief, but it's a really catchy, peppy song. So it's such a nice one that you can kind of dance to and be happy with too. So I think that's that same thing I was saying. You can be sad. You can be happy. Yeah, you can dance mm-hmm. around with happy tears. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will definitely
0: link that one too because I, I do, I love that.
1: You know, when you talk about being happy and te- tearful, uh, Angie and I met through a local widow group that I started after my husband was killed, and that was the one thing. Being with all those other grieving widows mm-hmm. and widowers. Mm-hmm. It was okay to laugh. Mm -hmm. Nobody was looking at us wrong. It was okay to cry and nobody, I mean, we just all understood. It was let yourself cry when you need to, let yourself laugh when you need to. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I would like to add a quote today. Okay, wow. Wow. that's kind of goes along with what we're talking about, and I don't know, it's anonymous. And life went on. It was not the same, but it went on. And I think that was is one thing to remember. We will all get through these hard days. Yeah, there there will be better days ahead.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I agree. And uh, Kathy, we appreciate you being here, and I know that your input and guidance is going to be well appreciated by many.
1: Oh, for yeah. sure. There will be a, you. I'm sure you will help a lot of people today. And with that, I think we're going to go ahead and close. To our listeners, thanks for joining us on this episode of From Lost to Light. And we look forward to having you join us at the next episode. So stay tuned. All
0: right. Thank you guys. Bye bye.